out there. Hello, Dolly. Welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is a service slash restaurant industry podcast. Yes. (laughs) That is true. Lillian? Lillian? That is Excellent point. Right <laughs> off the bat, you are nailing this. Hell yeah. Um, welcome. Welcome, Kelly, to my apartment. Welcome, listeners. To our world. <laughs> 2019, um, we're going to be bringing it strictly premium gold level you know, platinum. Yeah, we're going to be introducing a line of credit cards, uh, <laughs> yeah. a rewards system, if you will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right it's like amex yeah 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 um yeah how's your how's your 2019 so far so far so good yeah yeah i mean i'm feeling good yeah i'm trying to do yoga more frequently not really that's okay trying is most of it as the the classic saying goes trying is most of it (laughs) that's what yoda said right yeah Yes, he did. Uh, he said, try Gizmo. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, wait, is that Grover? Because it's the same damn guy doing all the voices. Is that true? Yeah, he does. Uh, fuck, who is it? It's one of the Muppets is the same voice as Yoda. Oh, you're blowing this case wide <laughs> open, Devane. How many times have I seen the Jim Henson exhibit? Uh, wow. Fucking, yeah, a lot. Wow. A lot. Fuck. Now, I'll think of it when we're during the whole i'll be very distracted because i'm thinking (laughs) of the muppet thing um anyways yeah 2019 has been cool i just went to dc for a little bit saw my pops Mm -hmm. and his wife and it was very fun i actually did have a really good time i was like apprehensive about it for some reason it's because it's been that so much the holidays are like exhausting 100%. 100%. Jesus Christ. And your mom was here for a good stretch. Yeah, I feel like I'm finally done and I can like actually start. I feel like my new year is starting all over again. Like I'm really, yeah. <laughs> like it's happening. It's my, my life is back. Um, But yeah, it's been really fun. But yeah, DC was cool. Can't quite get a handle on that town. Yeah. It's very weird mm-hmm. when like part of the population is just like, dudes in peacoats who have like stone faces and they're just like doing their solemn business and most of them are probably ashamed you know yeah working for the gov (laughs) yeah just pod save america guys scuttling around with their fucking hands over their eyes being like don't look at me yeah do they live in dc no (laughs) i think they live in la really Hmm. Well, who knows? They're our brothers and we don't even know where they live. Can you imagine? We're so close. Our brothers in podcasting. (laughs) I thought, because they have that show on HBO. I don't know. Question (laughs) mark? No, I think they got a damn show. No, I know they have a show, but where that show is. Yeah, I just heard show and I said. They seem so schlubby. I just assumed they didn't live in a major like coastal city. (laughs) You're like, they live in Oklahoma. I don't know. What the fuck? Anyways, I don't listen to that podcast. Um, no, obviously. But not. yeah, and there, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. Uh, tough to find good food in DC. I feel like you have to know. You gotta be. You in really the know. gotta be in the know. 
Maybe I should have gone to Frank Underwood's barbecue place. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh my you, God. Have you watched that fucking show? I, I did watch the first season and it is in that first season. He yeah. always, and, oh God, that. I'll be taking It's not a good accent um, no. at all. I mean, I've spent an extensive amount of time in the South. I know what a syrupy Georgian accent is. Uh, it's not that. No, God. It sounds like, yeah, he's just got some marbles in his mouth and he's, I don't know. It's bad. Anyways, um, I did go to fucking, what's his name's, one of his restaurants though. Jose Andres. Jose Andres. And it was actually kind of a cool experience because I knew it was going to be like a corporate restaurant, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of cool because it's a corporate restaurant that's like actually serving cool food and it's kind of like cool eating for idiots kind of thing. Oh. You know, like, like they had like. They had good wine and they had cool food and, but it was all spelled out on a menu. It was like, this wine has, you know, had like a little emblem and it was like, this means it's acid is like this. And this is what it's going to take. Like it was very like spelled it out for you, but I thought that was really cool and like accessible and it was good. I got like a really cheap bottle of Shannon. It was delicious. A couple of Pisco sours. The service was good. Oh my God. Stepmoms love Pisco sours. They do. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I don't know that that is a true thing, but well, my mom does, and she's the stepmom. She is a stepmom, even though she's your mom. <laughs> well, she's somebody's stepmom. Really? Yeah, my I... stepdad has kids. Oh, I guess I didn't really ever think about you or your family. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I I try not to think about them. I changed my number. I still haven't called my mom my new number. Oh, Kelly. I know. Come on. She's the one who canceled my old number. Don't be cruel. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. I just I just have to call her and be like, hey, this is my new number. Yeah. But well, you'll get there. Baby she steps. knows that it changed and she she also has not tried to like reach out. Trying is most of it. That is so true. Um, in terms of communicating <laughs> with, with your, your mother. mother. Yeah. Um but uh I did have like a really kind of special experience in DC that your eyes just got huge. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to frame it as special. Kill myself. Um, oh my God. Cause he went to the exorcist stairs. I thought maybe you fell down, died and you're a ghost now. Yeah. We visited the stairs where the priest at the end falls down and the exorcist who knew that was in beautiful Georgetown. Anyways, for my film buffs out there, <laughs> Listen to the A24 podcast. Listen to this, this podcast. Listen it. to Pod Save America. <clears throat> mm, throwing out the refs. <clears throat> Anyways, um, we went. There's this place in DC called Kramer Books, and it's like this really cool bookstore. And they have a cafe, they have a bar, and a restaurant. Cute. Which actually, my dad goes to like he's retired. My dad and I essentially live the same lifestyle. Like we're like wine whenever you want it. Like it's like very like look you know, go to museums. Who cares? Um, but it's kind of a cool th- I noticed in DC they have a lot of that. And I'm like, is that the bookstore model now? Like, it's just like you have to be a bookstore and something else to stay afloat. It makes sense, right? Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Too. Anyways, but this place is pretty renowned. And uh, my dad goes into the bar and uh, does happy hour a lot and like knows all the people. And I walk in and all the bartenders know him and they're like, Dwight, what's up? Like, how are you? And he's like, this is my daughter. And they like shake my hand. They're like, it's so nice to meet you, Lillian. And like, just like took really good care of us. Like we just, you know, getting like beer and, you know, a snack. And, uh, he was like, you know, you never know who you're going to run into here. I met this woman, like, just like all those friends that he meets and like at this bar. And I was like, so touched. Um, 
because my dad is like, we were from Florida and he's lived there forever and he's like very respected there and has a ton of friends and like a community, but he doesn't really have that in, in DC yet. Cause they, they just sort of moved there. And I was like, you know, I worry about him having like community, but like seeing all of these people that work in these places that like know him. And I got like really emotional. And then as I was leaving, I was like, Hey guys, I just want to like, thank y'all for like taking care of my dad. I was like, it really means a lot to me. Like that, um, uh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I know. I was like that somebody is, you know, looking after him. And like, I think that we forget in, the, in those moments, like when we're serving people that like that service can mean a lot to not just the person you're serving, but like to somebody else. And like, I, I just had never like experienced that firsthand. And like, you never know who you're serving. Like maybe like that, like 55 year old guy who walks in, you're like, Oh great. Like an old person coming to my bar. But maybe that person like really needs a connection or like maybe they're fan- like, I don't know. You just never know. And like, it meant so much to me that like he has that connection with people. I just like, I don't know. And he was like, they were like, your dad's great. Like, hope you can keep up with him. I was like, hell yeah, dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, can I ask you something? Yeah. Were you trying to age yourself down by saying your dad's 55? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just saying like, what's an annoying age that when a guy walks in, you know uh, what I mean? You're like, yeah, my dad's 55. I'm 12. So, <laughs> you know, gotta look out for the old man. Um, just teasing you. No, I know. Um, anyways. Yeah, it was just, like, a, one of those things. I was like, God, I just never thought about it like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was sweet. That's beautiful. I, I'm That is truly touching. And it's, it, I mean, it's so hard, I think. Like, I mean, I, I think this is something we talk about on this podcast. Like, it's really hard to establish community in, like, this yeah. time in capitalism and in history. And, yep. and it's really important that we foster that and respect that and, and appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, just those like simple acts. I'm like, but like we've all had bad days where like someone just like literally being nice to you. Who's a stranger can totally turn it around. And like, this sounds so fucking cheesy, but like it really was just like a, a you know, it just reaffirmed like when you do feel shitty about whatever job you're doing, if you're serving or bartending or whatever, you're like, Oh, like, you can actually really turn someone's day around, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. It was like a cool thing to remember and to like see in action and like meant so much to me, you know? Yeah. But I love that. Anyways, this is now the pussy tough fucking podcast. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I was going to tell a different story, but this reminded me of um, something, which is that I ruined a date on Sunday, which was <laughs> very cool as a patron. Oh, as. Okay. So uh, it was the Globes on Sunday, and I love... That's the Golden Globes for those who... For those not in the industry, sorry, it's a little (laughs) inside entertainment industry. Um, So I really like award shows, not surprisingly, like I'm obsessed with pop culture. And so my friends and I were like, we should go to this bar by my friend's work to watch the Globes. And they have a TV, and they had it on mute, but we were like, yeah, that's that's fine. And this guy, this date was going on, and we talked to the bartender cause we know him and he was like, yeah, they really specifically wanted to sit under the TV. Like at, it was at the end of the bar and he's like, even though I said, I'm going to be playing the globes and they were like, we're not watching, but we just want to sit here. And then we were obviously like reacting to what yeah. was on screen. And the guy was like, 
because he was trying to be really smart and talk about like paintings and existentialism no. and like it was very first date like he talked about his top five coen brothers movies no oh, god guys stop it stop which it. also he said i probably have different to anyone else's which stop i was it. like no you don't you're not no, different you stop it also there are only like 15 of them you can only rearrange them in so many orders stop it all anyway. of you and we were obviously like reacting to it and like just like having fun it's like four girls yeah, watching Golden totally. Bull. It's, like, and he was <laughs> it's, like, it's almost more entertaining to watch them <laughs> watch this show you know and uh, i was like you're like yeah it is and that made me be like i'm gonna talk so fucking loud <laughs> like i was like fuck you like you think that this is imba- you think yeah. you're gonna embarrass me and shame me yep no no get I ready i shan't be shamed i'm unshameable i'm completely unshameable <laughs> i'm i live without shame (laughs) and so it was i was very happy because they were just and then finally they were like they're like maybe we should like um head out and i was like maybe yeah maybe should (laughs) i was so pissed that's hilarious i yep that's good you did the right thing thank you absolutely you probably saved that girl from you know i think she went home with him Mm. unfortunately Catherine zeta jones came on and i was like i'm so sick of this bitch and they're like and they were like, why Like, why would anyone be sick of Catherine Zeta-Jones? And I was like, these people obviously don't know about Casa Zeta-Jones, her QVC line of homewares that is <laughs> tacky and atrocious. I was like, why would I listen to their opinions? Oh, my God. Well, this sounds like they deserve each other. Yeah. Um, I had my own discovery, which multiple people have had from the Golden Globes where I was watching it with my stepmom. I know. Don't roll your eyes because, okay – for y'all, the, a big thing that happened was that Christian Bale accepted an award and came out with the most cartoonish Cockney fucking accent I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, one of the, I, I just was in disbelief. I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, what a weird bit for Christian Bale to be like, oh, die, save my <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And then I was like, that's his fucking voice? Which, okay. No, my Twitter timeline at what many people were experiencing that. Okay. And I was like, I guess I just, first of all, I don't like Christian Bale. Um, second of all, he only does American characters ever. I can't think of a single, like, I don't, I've only heard him speak an American accent. I don't watch. And then I was like, who are all these people who are like, oh, well, you were one of them. Who are all these people who are like, oh, duh, he's fucking British. Would you watch inside the actor's fucking studio with Christian Bale? How are you? You watch interviews? I just remember the tape when he, remember on the set of Batman when he like yells yeah, at a bunch yeah, of yeah. and they leak that tape and he's like, oh, I might. Oh, this, this ain't right. I'm going to stuff you down a chimney, I am. <laughs> like, don't talk yes. to your mother like hey, that. You're being a bugger. Oh, you. Well, he's even more of a shitbag than I thought. Are you he... taking the piss? <laughs> You're taking the piss out of me. You, out of me, taking the piss. Christian, <laughs> calm down. Please, sir, please. Yeah, it's like nothing he said is actually an insult. It's just British slang. It sounds like an insult. I also think because the Golden Globes is famously like where everyone gets drunk. Yeah. And so I think it probably what like, dr- I'm sure drunk, like I'm sure if you just met him and he was sober, he would be have a milder yeah. accent, but he's drunk and he's like, Oh, and then he said his kids were nicknamed Burrito and Banana. God, stop it. Stop. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, why would you even go to the Oscars? The Golden Globes oh, seems, seems litty. so fun. Yeah. That was the best. Everyone was very, uh, a lot of like shiny. So many, sp- I didn't like that. The vet, the, sh- the chest thing happening for women was. Yeah. I think like a lot of like sparkly dresses, which I know read well 
on camera, but I was like, these are tacky. Mm, not having it, but whatever. You do you. I don't know. Um, fashion police. Fashion police. It's our new vodka. Um, I know someone who wrote for Joan Rivers Fashion Police and had the worst things to say about her. I'm sure she was an unbelievable bitch. Yeah. Writer I mean, strike stuff like like she was, you know. Anyways. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. He famously she uh is a Zionist. Yes. Oh yeah, baby. Deep in it. Deep in it. Um, but Which you know, is like that's what Marvelous Miss Maisel. Whenever anyone tells me to watch it, I'm like, it would be about Joan Rivers and she would be like, Yeah, I had an abortion, I'm an ugly broad. Like it wouldn't be what it is. I it's know. not like that beautiful where she's like, I am just a girl, I didn't tell jokes. Like, Simply cannot watch that show. Oh, another quick tip before we get into the show. Um if you're visiting your parents and they love the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which they for sure do if they're your parents. You know what? No need to rip apart a television show that your parents enjoy. Just go ahead and say, well, I'm sure that that sounds fun. You know, I'm just speaking from a purely personal basis. Your parents don't need your hot takes, everybody. They don't they don't need to know how cool you are because you don't watch a fucking (laughs) they're going to say you do comedy. You know what show you'd you'd love. And I say, oh, that sounds cool. Great. Don't sarcastically say, oh, she's friends with Lenny Bruce. Real realistic. Don't say that. You don't need to. Just skip on over it. You know? Anyways. Hot tip. tip. Yeah. From me to you. Um, Perfect segue into our topic. Dry January. (laughs) Yay. You're doing it. We have mixed feelings. It's dry January. I started it. And I ended it. It's fine. You did your own. It doesn't say how long of January you have to be dry for. Yeah. I'm going for a drier. I think that that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's sort of a recent thing. Dry January. Mm-hmm. Right. It started in no, Christian Bale's homeland. It's true. It is a fucking in England. Someone like started it and then it partnered with a charity that was like about alcohol abuse. No, it's a charity for cancer, which is like, why would you be staying sober for cancer? Alcohol causes cancer. No, it doesn't. For the Kelly. last time. No, Lillian. it does not. <laughs> Gives you a headache. That's all alcohol does. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm really, I don't like a charity thing. That's not like what I need to have a direct correlation for me harming myself. That, if I'm going to stay sober, I don't want it to be for cancer. I want it to be for people who party too much and are cool. There's a charity for that. <laughs> oh, we give money to cool people. It's called Patreon. You guys should subscribe. Um, yeah, so it started in England, and then it's kind of just spread since then. Dry January. So obviously, if you don't know for some fucking reason, <laughs> it's just dry January is where you just literally take a month off in January of drinking. And then at the end of the month, you go back to your normal life. Yeah, seems real significant. Um, no, I mean, honestly, obviously, any kind of cutting back from drinking is a good idea. Generally speaking, it's not great for your health and your mental uh, State. health. Mental, yeah. Um, not good. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> Drinking is bad. I'm going to have quote marks right now. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Lillian <laughs> doesn't buy any of it. <laughs> this was the, the year or I learned during the holidays. My mom was casually mentioned that my 
uh, grandfather who was a alcoholic bartender in New York, which I was like, how did I not know that my direct line, I'm just continuing the family. Anyway, he killed someone in a drunk driving accident. So, you know, dry January could have served him pretty well. You know, I feel like everyone in the past did that. You have to, it's, you know, it's like how, if you Google all famous people, they've all killed someone in a car. Accident. Yeah. It's like just what so happens. many famous people have killed people in car accidents. They're and we pilled just don't out, talk about they're it. Pilled out, you know, Brandy. Remember Brandy? Brandy. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Bummer. Oh, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Damn. Next episode. DUIs of the stars. <gasps> That would be so fun. That's a good we one. We should do that. Okay. That's a Patreon app oh, if I've yeah. ever heard Hell one. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so what like I feel like so many of my friends are doing dry January. Yeah, I think like the thing is if you Google it and read articles about it, like so many doctors feel the need to be like, this is not gonna like fundamentally change your relationship to alcohol or like really do anything for your body. And it's like, of course, like I don't think anyone's thinking that this is like the way to like get sober no, or, yeah. or like really improve their health. But it's just a way of saying like, okay, like how do I want to spend my time and my money and yeah. my energy and alcohol does take up all of those things. Yeah. It is a really good, I think that if you do have a complicated relationship to alcohol, which I feel like many of us do, I'm super including myself in that. Um, it is, it is really, uh, and not to say like, I just want to do it to see if I can. Like, I mean, that's yeah. also a little bit part of it. I feel like it's like, can I fucking drink? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it, that's a challenge and a goal. But yeah, I think it is interesting to kind of reevaluate. Like, I mean, I actually personally, not for many like goal setting, but I haven't been drinking as much these last few weeks. So I've been like with my parents and like, I, you know, um, I've been drinking a beer and ro- watching Rachel Maddow. It's a goddamn nightmare. Anyways, but I haven't, I haven't been drinking that much and yeah, it, I mean, really is different and it's a bummer to find out how much better you feel and how much more energy you have. To me, that's sad. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. I mean, I think it is. Yeah. It's something I think more like for me, which is something that in a weird way, like not a lot of articles touched on that we read. Um, I'm sure there are, they are out there, but like, it's, it's really interesting the effect it has on your social life and your socializing. Yeah. And you're just like, ultimately your desire to like be out and be socializing, which for me, I did a week of dry January and I was literally like, well, at 9 30 PM, I'd be like, I'm about ready to uh, tuck in. Yeah. I mean, there can be like a, a, a point to be made about, um, depression and like isolation. And so like you having to really make a point to like see friends and do things. And I think that is really hard when you're sober and I have all the sympathy in the world for people who are sober and struggle with like socializing and people who work in restaurants who are sober. Like that's a big thing. Like our industry, as we've touched on before, such a high rate of alcoholism and addiction. So all of those things, are like conversations we should be having, but yeah, but we found a lot of, <laughs> well, first delve into the, the fun, the yeah. fun side, which is the primary location that we're going to start in is this article on bon com called how I gave up my nightly cocktail. This is a trend I've noticed a lot and I'm going to go ahead and generalize as white women of a certain, uh, economic, uh, glass. glass. Um, these fucking articles, they, first of all, I would not call them, 
if you're going to do a very personal, like kind of light fluff thing, you better make it fucking hilarious or really interesting. Or if you have a weird addiction, like it has to be bizarre, has to be fucking weird or else I don't want to fucking, I want you to tell the other mommy on the playground about it. I don't want you to fucking put it in Bon Appetit. Yeah. Don't make me click on it. Don't make me click on it. And so this is just truly the story of a woman who was like, I drink a gin and tonic while I make dinner with my husband. And I talked to my doctor. And for the first time in recorded history, a doctor was like, yeah, I wouldn't worry about your drink. If you have one drink a night, not a lot to worry about. Yep. But this woman was still like, I don't want my kid. Like also said that I don't want my kids. No, the doctor was like, well, just so you know, your daughter is watching you drink. And it's like, that's fine. That's fine. It's good for young people to see adults with normal relationships to alcohol. Exactly. I mean, that's why fucking people in France are like, let their kids get sauced when they're three years old. And I think that's great. That's the way (laughs) to do it. We can all take a page from Europe's book by letting their children smoke cigarettes when they're 10. The kids are beautiful. They've got those rosy cheeks a flush from wine. Oh my goodness. They they appreciate the oysters. They're sophisticated. They they know. They, they, make love. They, they make love. <laughs> they wear scarves. They have little mustaches that we draw on them. Oh, they're beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think, I mean, yes, like, I think as a, America, we have such fucking problems with our issues with food and with booze more so than almost any country. I mean, I'm sure Europe is up there with us, but uh, not that Europe is a country. But um, <laughs> damn it. Dang it. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I just, I, it's just, <laughs> just edit in. He's like, gone, done. No. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> um, I think that like, it, it is like not, I hate the phrase first world problems. I think it's so fucking stupid and overused. Um, but this, like, it is just this particular kind of woman who's just like makes a goddamn problem out of nothing. I think it's also like, if you want to talk about it, I think it's, there's a whole industry around shaming women for just enjoying things. Yeah. And just like, just the idea that like this woman relaxing with a gin and tonic is is somehow a problem. It's like, why would that be a problem? And if it's a problem for you and you want to change it, that's totally fine. fine. Do that. Like if you say, I kind of feel a little fuzzy when I wake up these days, I'm getting older. I can't drink gin and tonics like I used to. I want to give it up. Fine. I'm do what you need to do to feel good. That's the bottom line of sobriety. Like, sure. If it's a problem for you, take care of it. Yeah. But fully don't write about it in Bon Appetit. This is also like, it's kind of not that, but when like very young people, like we were reading a different article about specifically about being sober in the service industry. And there was like this 26 year old who was like, yeah, I haven't drank for seven years. I was like, how many years did you drink? Like, what was the bottom oh that at 19 God. you chose to give up drinking? Here's the thing. I fully admit that I have some complicated and problematic views surrounding the issue of sobriety that are obviously linked to my own fucking issues with alcohol and my own lifestyle. And I t- fully admit that. Sure. Um, but I agree with you that I am judgy. <sighs> I hate, I hate fucking putting this out on the internet, but do it, do it, do it. Alienate people who listen. Um, no, I do think that 
I've seen examples of people who are very young who give up alcohol. And I, I wonder if it's because they're going through a phase where it's like, they feel like they don't have any control. They feel scared. They are maybe are drinking too much, but they, they single out that as the problem. Whereas maybe it is something else. And maybe you have some issues that you need to work on and maybe just giving up alcohol isn't going to fix your life. Yeah. Which is like, it's fine to do. It's fine to give up alcohol, but it does make you more boring to hang with. I know. And one of my best friends truly is sober and I love him and respect him. Yeah. I, and I have friends who like, I don't think he's a listener. It's okay if he is. I don't respect him. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have, I mean, I have a really, really good friend whose life has been absolutely derailed by alcohol. And I a hundred percent think that she should not drink again. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a difference between someone who has a problem with alcohol and someone who's a full blown alcoholic. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I mean, alcoholics true. like have you if you've ever been around a true it's alcoholic? Not cool. It is the saddest fuck. It's an it's an addict. You're watching an addict, and yeah. like you would never say someone can like have some heroin sometimes. It's like. Mm. Well, I mean, I kind of feel that way about some drugs, but anyways, not heroin specifically. Don't do heroin. Don't. Um, but if you've been in the presence of a real alcoholic, they just cannot stop. Yeah. That's the difference. Like if you were like, Oh man, I've been hung over like three times this week, blah, blah, blah. That's different than like, I literally cannot stop drinking. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's the only thing that like also with dry January, it's like, it's not going to change your relationship to alcohol, but it might make you realize that you need to change your, you know what I mean? I mean, yes. And like, again, like we should all be drinking less. I'm not saying, and for some people, even having a couple hangovers a a week is not worth it. And they don't want to drink anymore. Again, fine. I don't, that's fine. Do what you need to do to live your life at its best. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Shut up. (laughs) I just don't want to hang out with you. Um, no, but, um, but I will say don't, uh, you know what? Do a little self-reflecting. I don't need to hear about it. That's the biggie. Let's That's not. The biggie. Okay. And, and I, again, I know it's related to my own issues with alcohol, but I don't want the judgy goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can, we can silently judge each other's lifestyles, but let's uh, keep it polite. And having said that, I do think that um, like, there should be more options for people who don't drink. I always try to be conscious of that specifically because of this friend who doesn't drink. I always try to be like, I want to have like a seltzer or something like I, I yeah. want people to be able to enjoy sure. being sober. It shouldn't have to be like where you're like, yeah, I mean a lot of comics are sober and I host shows and I'm always like, can I get you a drink or like a soda water or like I make it so that that's right. an option and they don't feel a little mocktail. A little, I don't say mocktail. I think that's a gross word, but. I mean, I don't say mocktail, but sometimes people get confused. We were just talking about this phenomena specifically in dry January where like people will be like, can I have a lemonade and you're bartending and you're like, sure. And then they're like, did you put alcohol in this? Yeah. I'm like, no, I didn't put alcohol in it. You asked for a lemonade. <laughs> Do you put lemonade in your fucking kids lemonade stand? I hope not. I I'm, hope not. I'm calling the cops right now. <laughs> that's enough <laughs> evidence. Here they come. <laughs> Barrier. That's a cop car. <laughs> yeah, it's a new cop car. They haven't released yet. Very high tech. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think those options should be out there. But I, the, you, um, 
So what I, why I say mocktail is it's very clear there's no alcohol. Right. People get or like we sell ginger beer where I work and people <laughs> order it and then we'll be like, does this have alcohol in it? I'm like, it's literally a soda. How long has ginger beer been on the fucking mainstream market? I don't understand this confusion. It's because when you get sober, you turn into a moron. Yeah. <laughs> Your brain that. is not used to it. Yeah. And you're like, also, can we talk about all the, we read a bunch of articles about dry January. They're all pretty much the same except for the scary mommy blogger and Bon Appetit, <laughs> yeah, but um, different class altogether. But a lot of them are like, a lot of doctors warn you might not want to quit cold because you might go into convulsions. And I'm like, <laughs> like no. do you understand the no. level of alcoholism you have to have that if you stop drinking, you're fucking going to have a seizure? Like Your body physically depends on it? Like That is like bad in that case you shouldn't be doing dry january you should be in a goddamn hospital yeah you freak daddy <laughs> oh my god that's so nuts but yeah um, i think people are really i mean like i ugh, i do downplay the effects of alcohol because i like to enjoy it but i will the the doctor scary tactics are so fucking dumb to me i like i really i think that they're overblown yeah, I mean, doctors are nerds. Never forget, doctors are fucking nerds. How do you think they got that title? Yeah, God, can Come we on. stop believing in doctors? Nerds don't know everything. This is a through line through the podcast <laughs> that Lillian does not believe <laughs> doctors, what they say, how important they are. <laughs> I'm just saying they're fucking pill pushers and they're nerds. And I know that sounds cool to be a pill pu pusher, but not in this case. Now, this is interesting to me. You also, you think that people cannot drink and do other drugs and that still counts as sober. Yeah. Yeah. Not correct. I think of sober as directly relating to alcohol. So if someone's like stoned to the bone 24 seven, but not drinking, that's sober to you. Well, we don't, I think 24 hours, no, but, um, I don't know. I just think it's different. I think what it does to your body is different. I'm not saying you could be doing hard drugs and call yourself sober, but like pot, like that's nothing. I hate pot. <laughs> I know you do. Well, that's your through line through the podcast. Yeah. Fucking narc. I just, it's sometimes I talk to stone people and I will legitimately be like, I think they're stupid. <laughs> and then someone else will be like, no, they're just stone. And I'll be like, Oh, right. Yeah. It's a different <laughs> flow, baby. Yeah. That's why I'm never like stoned it. around people. I can't do it. I got to be solo. Oh, yeah. Cruising solo on that. Maybe right. send out a dumb tweet that I delete in the morning because it has zero faves because everyone's like, what are you talking about? Right, right. Yeah, no. it doesn't make sense. No, that's good. I mean, it's good to it's good to test dip your toe in the water, <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> jump like back that. out. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, what about being sober in the industry? Let's, let's, let's crack open that can of worms. Yeah, that's really tough. I think, um, I think for some people, uh, being in the service industry greatly, uh, reveals or worsens or causes an addiction. Yeah. So the service industry is the number one industry for use of hard drugs and the number three for use of alcohol. Yeah. And the first two are like construction workers and miners or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how, like, who's in a fucking coal mine? Yeah. Get that guy a drink. He's hacking away at a piece of rock. Oh my God. He's going to die of the black lung in about yeah. 10 years. Freaking Get him a drink. Coal miner's daughter. You know what I mean? So true. So if you think about it, so true. That Loretta so true. Lynn. That case in point. So Case in point, true. Yeah, um, the the minor thing specifically, I was like, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? You're in Appalachia. Oof. 
Barack Obama makes fun of you 24 seven. You gotta drink away those cares. Yeah, baby. I mean, you're probably like have strong hands, strong hands, but you're about five two. Oh, cause you have to be short to squat down in the mines. Cause they're inbred. Oh, I don't think that that's not a good thing to say. Oh, okay. Those Edit are... it out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can deal with that. Those are my people. Thank you very much. Um, you're tall. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Somebody else got in there real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. I, um, it's obviously it, we drink on the job. We drink after the job. Uh, the job makes us drink. Uh, people <laughs> who are crazy are, uh, interested in working in the service industry. Yes. All of those things come together. The perfect shot storm, the perfect storm. Um, and I have worked with people who have gotten sober while being a bartender, while mm-hmm. being a server, manager, whatever. And it's really hard. I, I commend them because I, I cannot imagine if, if you have a real problem and you are, and then you become sober and you're still literally touching alcohol every day. I, yeah, it's really hard. I think something that I think about a lot is that to have like, longevity in the service industry you really do have to figure out your relationship to alcohol because it's so easy to kind of be this like almost incidental alcoholic because it doesn't necessarily feel crazy and then you're like oh I drink one to two bottles of wine a night because I'm working a 10-hour shift so I have four glasses of wine at work two glasses after yep go home take a you know like it's like very easy to just end up in a place where you yeah are doing it oh yeah it's very easy i mean and like they you know we've read and and have experience like you do need to taste things yeah as part of your job to be able to be good at your job and so i i don't even know how that is possible to like yeah we were reading about in the times this is from 2009 but they were talking to a guy who's sober for 15 years but he still does R&D on cocktails at his bar. So he tastes and spits out, which is like, not everyone can do that. It's just yeah. not. I mean, if you're at the point where you do not want to take a tiny taste of a cocktail just to see if it's balanced, like, man, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think someone in that same article was making the point, like, if you want to get alcohol, you can get alcohol. And it's it's not, it's easy in the when you work in a restaurant or a bar to get alcohol, but it's easy everywhere. Yeah. And so if you want to be sober, you can be sober. And if you want to drink, you can drink in any industry, but it's also, it's crazy easy in a restaurant. I mean, yeah. And, and, guess- and no one's going to, you know, if you work at a law firm and you're like, yeah, just, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm having a rough one. I'm just drinking a margarita <laughs> on the job. Everyone's like, no, let's, hmm, Paul, what are we doing here? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's also like it. Con- it that article touched on it too, but it, it comes on 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 both sides of the bar where yeah. it's like patrons frequently are like, "Do a shot with me? Can I buy you a drink?" And and sometimes, you know, I've had instances where all my coworkers are like, "We're all doing a shot," and I have to say like, "I don't really want to do a shot," or like, yeah. and it feels like you're not part of the team, and it feels like you're not being gracious or like hospitable. It's yeah. really hard, a hundred percent. And I think. It's hard, like, there's this whole other aspect that we really didn't read about, but the alcohol industry depends on alcoholics and, like, really does encourage it because it's, like, 
whatever the statistic is, but it's like 60% of alcohol is consumed by like 10% of drinkers. Oh, interesting. You're something like that where it's like some outsize percentage of alcohol is consumed by some small, because it's like, those are the heavy drinkers. Yeah. And that's, that's like a whole other thing that I think, especially in a place like New York where you're like, Oh, there's this like cool thing and this is cool. And then you kind of like, like alcohol, like the lobby is like really smart the way they market themselves as like this key to this lifestyle. Right. Which we all believe. I mean, I do. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and also like, it's nothing that hasn't been said before, but like, you know, networking, socializing work stuff, like it all asks, it all calls for that. Yeah. God. Yikes. We're fucked. I know. I mean, in that way, it's like, it is good to do dry January and just say like, okay, how do I have a social life without this? Just so you know that you can. And just so you know that like you can go out and not drink and you can have a dinner and not drink. And, or you can like get a really good night's sleep. Yeah. Can you imagine waking up refreshed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, being sober sucks, but we should all do it. I mean, it's good. See how the other half lives. <laughs> <laughs> See how the mere peasants live. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah, you save money, you lose weight, you look better, you have more energy. Have you seen The Favorite yet? Oh, yeah, I've seen The Favorite. Yeah, I'm get, I'm trying to get gout. You no, know? I know you always talk about gout. We're not getting... I don't always talk about gout. <laughs> I feel like you're a ga- quick to reference gout. <laughs> well... Back in the conversation, no, Paul Manafort. Want, has I don't it. want you throwing up into vases after eating cake. I'm not. I'm not having that. That's kind of cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I want to be one of the guys with the big wigs and the big shoes. That movie's so good. That movie's so good. Everyone see it. But um, so what we're saying is, when we're drinking, we're the Queen Anne's, and when you're not drinking, you're sort of like Emma Stone at the beginning of the movie. Mm, lame, lame. <laughs> Getting lie on your hands. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. God. Well, good luck to everybody doing that stuff, though. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good. I Like I said, I'm trying to cut back a little bit. Me too. And I have friends who... I have a, a friend who's, like, struggling... Like, she was texting me, and she was, like, having so much anxiety, and she's doing Dry January, and, I, and she was like, do you think this is, like, part of why I'm so anxious? And I was like, yeah. I mean, like, if you are used to being, like, having that outlet of stress, like, stress relief from yeah. drinking and seeing your friends and going out, like, yeah, when you don't have that, you have to really deal with your shit. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable and yeah. sucks. And it's in the cold light of goddamn January day. Guys, why did you pick January? Why January? Because it's after the holidays. It's the worst month to be sober. It's freezing. It's- I don't I, For me, I got in a fight with my ex at five in the morning on New Year's Eve. And then January felt like, I was like, you gotta chill. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of emotion and boozing on the holiday. I guess it makes sense. But January is just such a sad month. Yeah, it's a roughy, rough one. And The Bachelor premieres in January. You got to have your gals over. And- That's what <laughs> broke me. I was like, I can't watch this shit sober. Yeah, no one should. Um, great. Well, um, thank you all so much for listening. We love you. We love you. Review, rate, and subscribe. It really does help us. It takes just a just a moment to hit that five star. Mm-hmm. Um, leave a nice review if you feel so inclined. What have you? Um, and we have our Patreon where we're slowly churning out premium Premium. weirdo content just shit we don't talk about on the pod because it wouldn't be political legally wise yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i meant like like you can't say that i'm being political that's i was thinking like oh i was thinking like comedy how we talk about talking shit and comedy say oh they're very political they won't talk about oh so and so so anyways wrong use of the word but 
Anyways, here we are. Here we are. And we're leaving you. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.